You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richie Castellano. Joining me today in the studio is my co-host Jared Pressman. What up, Yay! bitches? We're back. Woo! Guess who's back? And my lovely wife, Anne-Marie Castellano. Hey, y'all. Yay! Somebody stole their sleeve. And joining us through the power of the internet, uh, they're actually located a whole... I think 18 miles away from us. They're in another borough. In another borough. We're on one island and they're on another yes. island. Separated by a body of water <laughs> are the are the uh, Ascalese Metaxis. <laughs> is, is that how you pluralize your name, uh, Brandy? Is it the Metaxis? Metaxi. Metaxi. Or yes. Metaxin? No, Metaxalese is the combination. Metaxalese. Or, or a taxis. Basically, um... A- Ask taxes. Ask taxes. Basically, like a- Andy and I are about to embark, like I said, embark, are about to embark on a European tour. And uh, we're leaving tomorrow. And we said, wow, it's been a while since we did a podcast. Let's try to squeeze one in just so we have something. And um, I have to uh, talk about that for a little bit. We're we're back. Uh, Boc is back on the road, um, yes, and uh, there are a ton of Blue Oyster Cult gigs. And to see where we're playing, go to blueoystercult.com. And uh, it's been pretty crazy, so we haven't had the time to to do the Band Geek podcast. So Jared's just been laying on a hook in his house, waiting for me to call him. Is, is, is this thing I was trying to hang myself. <laughs> is that like some sort of sexual torture going on? Yep, my dick is on a hook. Um. <laughs> So, this, he's not old, Jared. We don't talk like that. And, oh, he, sorry. and he says it like it's not his fault that he had touring dates and then had the plague. Yeah. So we were okay. <laughs> this is for those of you who didn't read the title of this episode. This is going to be the Wonder Woman uh, review episode, and we were meaning to do this a week ago. And you know the best laid plans. Uh, so what happened is Donald Buck Dharma got sick and got. All of us sick, so I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. Uh, so I'm starting to feel a little better now. And um, I actually couldn't go see the movie with with Anne Marie and yes. uh, Andy and Brandy. We we had like a whole band geek Wonder Woman movie outing planned at the IMAX in Manhattan, and uh, we couldn't. I couldn't go. So I, I actually ended up getting to see it in IMAX. So I've seen the movie twice now. But before we move on, spoilers. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't seen Wonder Woman. Not the Linda Carter one, the Gal Gadot one. If you haven't seen that, uh, go see it before. The new one, in case you have no idea what he just said. The new one. (laughs) All right. Spoilers! We're going to talk about that, and uh, so it's been a while, and I apologize to everybody. And I want to thank our uh, contributors and supporters, and I'm going to name them because I have a spreadsheet now. So uh, I want to thank the following people for 
donating to the show and helping us keep going. We owe you guys a lot, and we really wanted to do the the 70s Wonder Woman theme today, but we just couldn't work out the timing. Uh, but that's going to be on the Rain Check show. Uh, so far, we owe... I can't we, wait for that Rain Check show. Yeah, so far, we <laughs> There's owe... There's a Rain Check show? Yeah, we owe the Band Geek fans. Um, we owe them songs from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And we, we owe them... Are the we Wonder- finally going to get to do Brandy? For we Brandy? Did, we did it, but she wasn't there. We did a shitty version of it. <laughs> no, so. no, we have no, to do Brandy No, I did an amazing real. version of it. Okay, well... He did Brandy without Brandy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I Heresy. He he talked about doing it, but I didn't listen to it because I was working or something or whatever. It was like when I had my concert. And I was like, we got to do Brandy when we do the Guardians episode. He's like, well, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm like, uh, 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 but she's not here. Vocally, I think it was the best thing I've ever sang. I'm it might have been. Right now. Yes, I mean, but that was a low bar. <laughs> wow. I love you. Anyway, so uh, the following people, we thank you very, very much. And uh, if you'd like to contribute to the Band Geek Show, please go to richiecastellano.com slash tip jar. Now, I know some people have emailed me freaking out about this because it says Streamlabs and not Band Geek or my name. Uh, that's okay. Uh, what Streamlabs is, this is a third-party website, and all the only reason I use it is because when we're doing a live stream, Streamlabs allows your name to pop up on the screen when you donate. So that's why it goes through that intermediary uh, third party there. So I got one email from a guy saying, oh, my God, I'm calling the bank. It, my money that I just gave you went to Streamlabs. I'm going to stop payment. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's okay. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We got it. Look, look. Just everything you donate to the show goes to a Nigerian prince. <laughs> So, uh, I'd like to thank the following people. Stanislas Gandon, uh, Gregory Coase, Ben Silverman, Ralph Pitts, Al Policano, Cheryl Peterson, Tracy McCright, Rob Crossland, James Dial, Jerry Castaldo, Joel Canonico, James... Oh, I'm going to screw this up. Can I do it? (laughs) Which one? Spinagle. James Spinagle. That was easy. Sounds like a Muppet. Um, Joanne Florek. Uh, Novoa Novoa. Uh, James. Oh, yeah. Brian Bosworth. Chuck Saden. Richard Bastable. Lisa Collette. Laura Sharp. Rob Reich. Jeff McGee. Mark Haynes. uh, West Nation. Oh, oh, Mark Haynes is Josh. Ah. Ah. That was a very funny face you just made. (laughs) James Campbell and Dennis Mahan, thank you very much. And there have been some really outstanding super contributions. And those people, I've asked them to pick songs for another fan request show, I guess. Sure. So a lot of things coming uh, as soon as Andy and I have time to do the following things. And Andy's been super busy because Andy just joined a new band. So Andy, you care to uh, talk about that? Oh, yeah, I started playing with uh, the band To You. Don't you mean you too? <laughs> which is a U2 uh, tribute band and uh, with uh, former uh, band geek uh, guest Joe Cumia. And nice. uh, Yeah. Now, where can they find when you are playing? Because I know you're splitting your time between um, doing monitors for BOC and doing drums for to you in almost journey correct i'm not playing uh every show with them but you could go to uh not you <laughs> that is such a great trolley 
uh, web yeah. address. And uh, if you want to figure out quickly which shows Brandy, I mean Andy is on or not, go to Brandy's Facebook page because Andy <laughs> won't post it. <laughs> is that is that correct, Brandy? Yes, that is correct. You have a better chance of finding out where Andy is on Brandy's Facebook page. There you go. Well, do, are, do you have a lot sense. of band geek people on no, your Facebook, I'll, Brandy? No, not really. Okay. I'll just I'll just try to remember the post when I'm playing with. Yeah, them. that's not going to happen. So, Brandy, it's on you. Brandy, do you have a lot of band geek fans on no, your she page? Said, she just said no. Oh, no. oh I she thought just, he said an- you were answering for Andy. You just gotta tag me. I need an assistant. That's what it really comes down to. I can tag to. you. <laughs> tag. Tag. Okay. You are, um, you are it. Also, sir. if you shop Amazon, go to. Riotcast.com slash bandgeek and hit the Amazon banner at the top of the page before you do your shopping at Amazon. And then when you check out, a small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting our show and doesn't cost you anything extra. And that's a big help to us. So thank you guys for doing that. Uh, I just bought a hair texturizer using the bandgeek Amazon link. Oh, that's very nice. I did. Also, if you're in the New York or New Jersey area, I now officiate weddings for money. Actually, can we talk about that really quick? Um, if you would like to have Jarrett Pressman, band geek Jarrett Pressman, with his years of comedic training, this is a second city trained. Um, what do you do? C- comedy, <laughs> comedy artist. You're uh, a second city trained guy. Comedian. Guy, guy. Comedian. No, it, it, he's more than that. He's more than that. Thespian. Thespian. No, I. That's somebody who does like. Stanislavski and, and <laughs> but anyway, um, Jarrett roof. has uh, Jarrett officiated a wedding. He got he got ordained online, and he officiated a wedding for two of our dear friends, and he totally fucking crushed it. It was hilarious. It was it was one of the funniest things and most touching things ever because he really did his homework and made it a personal thing. And while it was personal, it was also funny for all the extended family and people who didn't really know the bride and groom. It was like a Perfectly crafted and executed wedding rece- uh, wedding ceremony. It really is the, my favorite ceremony. So, and then I've I just seen. did another one. And this he weekend just did for- another one. So this is becoming like a little cottage in- industry. He has for like him. year of I- of experience doing this. Yes, and also there's video okay. on them. So I think what we're gonna do when we have a little time is maybe make a little demo reel for you, awesome. a little like YouTube promo. Because I'm serious. It, I've ne- you know I've been in a wedding band since I'm 16 years old, and I've never seen anything like that. And I think that. Uh, I'm well, raising my hand in agreement. Yes. Preach. So, um, uh, you know, maybe uh, if you or someone you know is getting married, you want something above average or beyond the ordinary and something customized and flexible and just tailored to you. And that's going to make all of your guests like flip out and, and crack up. You should definitely hit Jared, Jared up on uh, social media. Also, it is all legally binding. I am actually registered with the city and state of New York. Yes. And other counties. Uh, but let's get to the to the main <laughs> Wonder Woman. Okay, uh, we saw Wonder Jarrett and I saw Wonder Woman opening night, mm-hmm. and then you guys went two days late, three days later at the IMAX 3D. Well, you saw it the night before opening night. Right, right, <coughs> right. And then we saw I saw it again in IMAX 3D, and you saw it a third time. Oh, I saw it. A f- I saw it four times total. Holy shit! He beat you because it's the really? best movie I've seen in the last five years. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I knew we were gonna go around the room. Well, you saw it once, Amory. Yeah, I really wanted to see it another time before we did this, but you know. Andy, Brandy, are you guys once? I saw it. Once. I saw it twice. You saw it twice. Oh. I went to Kathy on Friday. On, what we saw it? I had Saturday. 
I'm actually really curious to talk to you about this, Brandy, because you're you're a like a true old school Wonder Woman fan, like you know, yeah. from childhood. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I I consider myself a hardcore Wonder Woman fan. I mean, like in the Bohemian Rhapsody, Wonder Woman's like the star of the the thing. She's in every <laughs> shot. But um, uh, in my on my YouTube video, but um, okay. So I guess how do you want to start this? Should we just talk about overall impressions first, or go through it a little bit? Or? Let's give it an uh, like a star rating. Okay. Uh, so okay, what's the what's the uh, from what to what? Uh, so to ten. Ten. I give a ten five. out of ten Amazons. Okay. Um, that's my scale. I, I think I think I give it a ten out of ten Amazons. Andy, uh, eight. Okay, all right. That, that's good for Andy. That's yeah. really good for Andy. <laughs> that, that's like that, that's like that's like Scorsese for that's Andy. Four hundred regular star. That's like the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that's like the greatest movie ever made. If Andy's giving it that score rating, uh, star rating, uh, Brandy. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. That, I think that's the highest a movie is ranked in the Band Geek nonsense rating system. Right. <laughs> I'm going to give it, I think, a 9 out of 10. Okay. Because um, I had a couple of little problems with it, but not huge. Like, it's still, even like nine, uh, 9.5, but I'm just going to say, let's make it easier, 9 out of 10. I was going to say 9.5, but I can't remember what I didn't like about it. Um, I had a couple and- things as well. All right, so very quickly, um, just to reiterate, Wait, and Muff's score. What? what? Muff was ten. Oh, Muff I was ten, 10 out of 10. ten. I started the scale. So, <laughs> so very quickly, this is an origin story for Wonder Woman. It's the first time we're ever really seeing this character explored in depth on the big screen. Uh, we've had the Wonder Woman from the seventies uh, with Linda Carter, which was you know very popular, uh, and then we've had. 20, 30 years of her animated, uh, done by, who's that, Susan Eisenberg? Uh, yeah. Um, and other actresses over the years. Kerry Russell was Kerry one. Russell, I think Rosario Dawson oh, really? was Wonder Woman yeah. once. Really? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. So. Kerry Russell? Yeah. And the, they they did a DC animated, um, before they switched over to the New 52 animated stuff that they released direct to streaming or DVD or whatever. Um, they did a Wonder Woman origin one, which was pretty much the uh, similar. She was fighting uh, Ares, and uh, it was World War Two. Steve Trevor, which we can talk about when they switched to World War One in this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was voiced by Kerry Russell. Alfred Molina, I believe, was. Oh, um, I love that dude. Yeah, so I mean, it, there have been several iterations. They tried to get a, a live action television show, and for those of us who have seen the pilot, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. So bad. Um, well, that, Adrian pants, Palicki. right? Pants, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's another thing I want to talk about uh, without getting in trouble. But so this is the first time we really had a we had it done properly, you know. And uh, it starts off on the island of Themyscira, uh, which was originally called Paradise Island, but uh, I think in the '80s they changed it to Themyscira. Right. Well, and, they 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 hinted at that in the movie, though. Like they said, Paradise Island and yeah, Themyscira. Yeah, that was a, that was an Easter egg. Yeah, he was making a little like poke at the. Yeah, exactly. Hey, go back to uh, Paradise and, Island uh, over there. They show you. They show you how how hard all the Amazons trained and how they had this great society of, of only women, and then um, as the story goes, the uh, fighter pilot Steve Trevor cra- uh, crashes, washes ashore, and um, he has to be brought back to man's world by the princess of the Amazons, Diana, mm-hmm. and uh, she steals the sacred armor and weaponry of the. The, the you know mythically powered 
lasso Crap. and sword, shield, the lasso armor, of lasso, and, yeah, and the uh, and the tiara, and she sneaks Steve back into man's world, and it's a fish out of water story and a kick-ass superhero movie, and so many different things. It was, I thought in general, it was ass-kicking, funny. Uh, heartwarming. Yeah. It had all the things that it's just, it just had everything for me. And um, this takes place during World War One, uh, and I think part of the reason for that was maybe to differentiate it from Captain America because mm. it's very similar to Captain America. The I did read articles that said that said that they uh, Patty Jenkins, the director, also said that who directed Monster, by the way, she's not like new on the scene. Right. She Either. directed Monster. Yeah, she has an incredible body of work. But wow. Um, she uh, she said also like that war was like the first war it was like new it was like the weaponry was new it was like people were just killing people from far away and that like it was changing the game and people were using um, airborne stuff and right. gas and and bombs and, and stuff like that and that was likely. the first war that that was changing so it was all that changing so they right. thought it would Diana would fit better there than World War Two and like you said it was just we just saw Captain America fight Nazis like. Eh. <laughs> right, and the uh, the big thing is that that was the uh, beginning of all the, like you said, the gases and all that stuff too, which is obviously a big part of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was mustard like a, gas and other gases. Yeah, yeah, the first industrial war, yeah. sort of thing. And uh, you know, after seeing that movie, I couldn't wait to see it again. And I just kept thinking about it, and I went down like a YouTube rabbit hole of watching, you know, uh, training uh, videos and all this behind the scenes stuff. But then I said, you know what? Like, I want to learn a little bit more about World War One, yeah. And I went down, like, this rabbit hole of, like, learning about history of the world. And I said, wow, this was educational for me. This made me a better person. Um, and, yeah, that, that was it. I mean, some of, the, some of the criticisms against this movie, which really didn't bother me that much, were that some of the things that were happening in the film ha- actually happened way after World War One. Like there were characters or like songs playing in the background that shouldn't have be- been there, and technology that shouldn't have been there uh, that was actually from like yeah. But there are people who literally make it their life's work to like obsess about World War One and World War Two, and yeah. like really know every little in and out. Whereas you know, it's I don't know, that's hard to say. I think in terms of theme though, thematically, because she you said it's a fish out of water story, mm-hmm. and all around the the movie you hear people saying it's the war to end all wars. Yeah. So that would kind of inspire somebody who is kind of yeah. isolated in this island to come out and be like, oh, yeah, no, this is definitely Ares who's, yeah. who's causing this. It, it's not like this happens all yeah, the time. It's the greatest war of the world. <clears throat> right. it's, you know. And, you know, they're just as shocked as she is when they get out because they're like, oh, my God, they're killing me from so far away. And blah, 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 blah. Just to note on about a fish out of water story, Brandy and I agreed that we could watch <laughs> an entire movie of Wonder Woman shopping for uncomfortable clothing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, when the, the scene where like she's trying on outfit number two hundred and forty seven or something, <laughs> and I'm like, but but I want to see I want to see all the other ones, oh, please, <laughs> please. She's now. like, it's itchy and it's choking me. <laughs> that's, that's like me when I go shopping. <laughs> I related hard to that. It's itching and it's choking me, like stone faced. Go watch that. I could try and watch her walk through a, 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 a what do they call it? The rotating door. The revol- revolving like, door. <laughs> So, how do you want to jump into this? I mean, you want to talk about what you liked about it first and what you didn't like about it first? You want to get that out of the way, the negatives? It's easier to talk about didn't and then... Okay. Because there was very little of it, I thought. Yeah. 
the so, time because they're like, oh my god, my favorite part was when. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> negatives. Uh, Andy, that's your department. Why don't you get okay, started? All right. All right. All right. Uh, just a just a little yeah, precursor no. to this. We right after we saw the movie, and me and Andy saw the movie for the first time. Richie texts me. He knew we were there. He's homesick, and he texts me saying. So how much did Andy hate the movie? And I was like, I just heard him say he liked it. And then I sent a video to him, a little 10-second video. I was like, so Andy, what would you think of the movie? He's like, I liked it. It was good. And I sent it to Richie, and I think he died a little. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I died inside yeah. a little. Go, Andy. No, it was, it was good. Um... Stop grimacing at him, Richie. Tell him at him. Tell him at him. I'm Salamanca Andy. That's hilarious. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Flare in your nostrils there. Doing Moving it. your jaw. I go with your problems. You got no problems. No, it was, it was good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought they spent too much time on the island. Uh, but I also felt like they spent too much time on Krypton and Man of Steel, too. But that's just me. So, uh, I don't know. You look, you don't have any problems with it. You think you do, but you don't. No. Was <laughs> I thought the war footage was, was really good. Uh, no, this isn't the really good part. This is the, your problems part. Oh, my problems? Uh, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> my problem with it is that it was good. Uh, okay, I, I have a few things I wanted, I to, I wanted to mention. Of, I thought in a couple of points. I can't really pinpoint when, but I kind of was a little bored here and there, but not too bad. That's, you did say it felt long. It felt it felt long in spots, but other than that, I, I, I was fine. And I can't really pinpoint where it felt long. But that's a criticism I've been hearing quite a bit of, uh, that people felt like the movie moved a little slowly. Um, I mean, I personally didn't feel like that. Like, uh, just to address uh, Themyscira, because you know I was so interested in Themyscira just reading about it. Like I've seen, I've seen war movies before. I know what the world of man looks like, but like I've never seen. Amazon Island right. you know, in a movie. So I'm like, oh, we're leaving already? But I was having so much of a good time here. You know, look, <laughs> look, look there's, there's the lady from all those movies. <laughs> I will wa- watch Robin yeah. Wright and her neck fight anyone <laughs> and anything. Yeah, we'll God, I that. love her. We're going to get to that. But um, my, my problem with it, uh, there was one part in particular that pulled me right out of the movie, and it's Chris Pine's part where he's where uh, she just kills uh, Ludendorff, mm-hmm. and she's like on that watchtower, and she's going like, "Oh my God, what the hell? It's supposed to be over." And and Chris Pine, uh, Steve Trevor, runs up the uh, the stairs. He's like, "Come on, Diana, we gotta go." And then like launches into like his Oscar reel moment, and is like overacting. And j- he was fine with the whole movie, but that for whatever reason, and oh, look, yeah. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. that one scene just took me out of the movie, and I was in it. I was like. So immersed in in Wonder Woman's lore, the entire film, and then like his like like just acting the shit out of that one part, I was like, why? What do we need this scene for? It, yeah. It's just like I felt like we don't need this. This is slowing things down, and he's just going for it, and and he's not really killing it the way I he don't should remember be. him overacting it but I remember oh. not liking that scene I remember like I liked her because yeah. she was bugging out and yeah. she kept like I was getting bored with that scene I was like why are they even having this why is he like no but I have to go I have to go now I was like, why why do you have to go now this makes what yeah it was definitely an Oscar real scene there <laughs> yeah. you're right and, and from there on out 
the movie starts to like it's awesome and I love it, but it starts to be go from like stellar to like good. You know what I mean? Like the, it it ramps down a little bit because um, the 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 part where they get to um, what's the name of Veld? Yes. Like from the moment she walks up that ladder till they have the sex, it's like <laughs> that's like the greatest part of the movie, and then like. After that, it's it's really hard to oh, top the that. the castle, the gala, or the city, the town? No, no, no. no whole, it's her whole, like, reveal. Like, the first time we see her in full armor going up things, she's like, why aren't you stopping? Oh, like, yeah, why yeah. aren't you going? It's like, no man can cross this thing. Yeah, like, thing. The, the problem is that movie had, like, Oh, a, when they're in the trenches. Yeah. yeah, it has, like, a midpoint climax. Like, the, the movie, get the best it's ever going to be is at the middle of the movie. Uh, just like every date. But, but um... <laughs> So I always my, have a midpoint climax. My, so my my issue is now. <laughs> I gave this movie a nine, so I love this movie. But um, after that, there's the scene with Ares, which I was really hoping was going to happen, but um, it was kind of, you know, it was definitely like a CG battle because I guess that's how you would go about making a god battle, you know. And it just, it was just a little like after we saw her doing all this cool shit, it was just a little like not as cool. Well- definitely reasons for that think about it okay so the reveal i was shocked as hell i did not know he was aries i had no idea that agreed. that was gonna happen yeah. agreed i was i was like get <laughs> out of here i freaking love him lupin's the best and then i was like this battle is so lame and he doesn't look like aries like i thought he was gonna like transform into like some beastie like yeah. muscly it's like no it's just the same guy with the same mustache with like <laughs> some metal on him like yeah. i had a problem with that a little bit well, here's here's one thing that I that I just realized that I didn't even think about it was even though we know that she obviously wins this battle, there was I, I never even thought about that. That she was that that she was definitely gonna win it. Like it was still in, in uh, it was still captured me that there was a possibility that she wasn't even gonna lose yeah. because I forgot that she's in the other movie and she's already won. Yeah, exactly. Um I think like, that was maybe maybe that's because she wasn't winning, and right. maybe you were just more focused on like, well, how is she gonna win? And also, she was just so damn good that like you believed her. She was terrified. We're gonna get we're gonna get there, but I want to I want to get away because um, I could talk how about how great this movie was for hours, <laughs> but I want to I want to get all this stuff out of the way first. Um, yeah, but that's what kept you in that moment, I think. But the, so that was I'm not saying. The battle with Ares was bad. Like it was cool as shit, it but was okay. it, it, the problem was the middle battle yeah. uh, for Veld was so good that it's like the movie couldn't. It, it, but you know what the problem is? Batman v Superman had the same problem. Like after we see like Batman Superman fight and then Bruce Wayne clear out that whole room of baddies, yeah. like the um, the Doomsday battle can't really compare to that. I mean, until it was great. Wonder until Woman Wonder Woman jumps yeah, in, yeah, but it was. <laughs> But like, still, like that's that Batman Arkham battle in that movie is the one I, I go to watch all the time. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like we're also as a culture, as a movie going culture, we're a little under impressed at the f- big final battles of these things because a lot yeah. of there's like certain formulas. You know, they say the Marvel formula where you know you're oh look the bigger better Iron Man or the bigger better Spider Man and yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to mention next. You just segued me. Thanks. Um, the the other problem is that. For the movie being so original as it was for the entire thing, at the very end, it became superhero trope movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like she's fighting the bigger, bad, better one. And then 
Steve has to take the bomb in the plane away from the citizens and detonate it, which we saw happen in the Avengers, and we saw happen in Dark Knight Rises already. Like, we've seen that in two huge superhero movies No, but he actually did. So did they invent autopilot in World War II? Is that why? No, he he turned around and he shot it. I know. (laughs) I also thought it was like a weird problem to throw in at the end, and it was sort of like... I I thought it was unnecessary for him to die, because if you look at... um, Captain America, which I'm going to compare it to, you know, his love, Peggy, she lives. You know what I mean? It's like, it. I just thought it was But that- he dies. Like, in, in their eyes, he dies. I, that pissed me off. It made me think exactly of Captain America. It pissed me off a lot, actually. It was like, why the hell did Chris Pine have to die? There was no need for that. He couldn't have, like, ejected or something. I like, I like what they did in the animated where... Uh, Justice League um, Unlimited where they traveled back in time to World War II and that's how they like did their little Steve Trevor story and he met Wonder Woman and they like they kind of fell in love with each other a little bit and then when they went back forward in time he was like super old at a retirement home and like the last thing you see is like Diana goes sit next to Steve and she just puts her hand on his like leg and he goes hello angel and it's like oh god it's so so touching (laughs) see that's so much better that's so much better than him him sacrificing himself it didn't have to happen that that's when like from that point in the movie that's when things stopped making sense to me Brandy go no, I'm just saying, like, that's the sacrifice you make. And then he doesn't have to be the old, sad version of himself. He's <laughs> on in, in, like, the peak of life. In, you know, the, it's, it's... In the one photo. In the one, in the one photo she has. But, like, you know, that's, that's the way to go out. So you're saying it's better to burn out than fade away. Uh, I, I That was one of the parts, though, that I welled up at, too. though, Because they did that thing where it's like she can't hear what he's saying. And then, oh, you know, because yeah. it's all fucking loud and explosion-y. And she had, and then, the, she and had then, the ringing. And then it came back to it. And she's going, like, he's like, I have to go. Like, I have to do it. Like, I can save today. You can save the world. And I fucking, like, I've seen it four times now. Every single time I get a little glassy. When she's like, please, Steve, let me do it. I can do it. And I'm just like, oh, man, like, let her fucking do it. <laughs> she can handle it. She won't die. <laughs> no, no, back to bad. We're, we're going into good. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good movie when we yeah. can't stay on the negative too long. Uh, but yeah, like the reason I gave it 9 out of 10 is because for the last maybe 15, 20 minutes of the movie, it just sort of like, uh, you know, like it, it it got a little less than excellent, but it was still fine. You know right. what I mean? Um, me and Jared, before, when we talked about what a Wonder Woman movie should look like, we said, oh, she has to be in Hades, like just battling the Greek gods and shit and like like battling demons. And then when the movie, when she, after she killed Ludendorff, I was like, eh, I really thought we were going to get that, like, big God battle. And then we got it. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> the, what, yeah, but it almost it didn't it almost didn't even need to happen. It's like they did it, like, as an afterthought. They had to do it because if they would have just left it, like, Diana's, like, everything she believes is bullshit. You know what I mean? That was not a that, – that's, no, like, they that's too pulled, much of a typical DC ending for the movie. Yeah, but they could have pulled, like, a Marvel after credit scene nonsense where it's, like, you turn around, it's, like, Ares, and you're like, oh, my God, it's him. And then, you know, next movie. One of the things that I didn't like about the movie is in that same sequence, too, where she's fighting Ares. He, she thinks the god killer is her sword, yeah. right? And then he destroys her sword. Where she get her new sword for Batman vs. Superman? <clears throat> I'm sure she can find one. I'm just, I, I said that during the movie, but I'm sure it will be explained. I'm sure it will, too. Um, Maz Kanata brings it to her, but that's a story <laughs> for another time. No, that's a story for right fucking now. Wait, what's, what's this? 
wasn't that the thing that they were looking at the at the sword and he in said, the museum? And like, I thought it was too. No, and no, that's a, a completely sword different of Alexander. Story. Yeah, and it's and that looks more. It actually like a hangs above the bed scimitar. of a sultan. It looks like it's a scimitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a fake. Yeah, they're all. It's, there's no real swords in this universe. It's the, all bullshit. The only thing I could think of until it's actually explained is now she curates the Louvre. So yeah. I'm sure, like, <laughs> oh, so I'm. Or maybe she went back to Themyscira at one point. We don't know. Okay, that's another thing that I want to talk about. Um, <clears throat> the movie was purpose purposefully vague with the wording of that. Yes. She, she says when she's you sneaking may. off the island. <laughs> may right when she's sneaking off the island. Uh, it's she says you know if you leave. You may never come back. Hey. And now, is it? It's either like if you leave, you may never come back, or right. you may, may never, never come, come back. back. So. Ah. And I noticed that the first time I saw it, and the second time I saw it, I'm like, is that what she actually said? She said it purposefully vague. Yep. It's just like you know, I'm mad at you. You can't come back, but like you can come back. <laughs> you can totally come, come back. back. <clears throat> you may. Like you may. I may not let you in, but you may come back. I took it like that, like a you can't come back, but like yeah. without being if, harsh if about they it. Wa- if they really wanted to cut her off, it's like if you leave, you can never come back, right? You but can she, but the word was Charlie. Charlie, you can never, you can come, can never back. come back. You can never come back. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. I don't know what that is. Charlie. <laughs> okay, so that's really that's really it uh, in terms of um, of negatives. I mean, I read one thing uh, saying like. This movie is anti-American. There's only oh, one American in the whole movie, God. and I'm just like, it's World War One. We didn't get involved until the very, very end. <laughs> yep. Hey guys. Like, <laughs> Let's go, America. What? I'm the expert now. I watched a YouTube video on it. <laughs> so I did have a question. Can yeah. I just let me just segue? Where did the eagle come from on the island? Like I thought the eagle came from when she came to America. And the red, white, and blue, or the red. Well, that's why that's why the colors are muted to make it a little like less spangly America because you know Wonder Woman um, is usually portrayed as having a Midwestern accent, you know? <laughs> but uh, now but now she has a Mediterranean uh, Mediterranean accent, which, which makes I can, so much more sense, which I can listen to all day long. She, as soon as she was as it was like, where am I, Themyscira? Oh, say it again. <laughs> like just keep saying Themyscira, and. It, <laughs> This smart. So definitely the Israeli and Greek sound exactly the same. So it was it was very comforting for me to hear <laughs> not people speaking with like English accents. I buy that Paradise Island is off the coast of of Israel because of where like Greece is. That's where Greece is. That's where Greece is. It's an island of beautiful, tall Mediterranean women. That's but, all you need to know. Yeah, and I loved. <laughs> all right, let's just talk about the beautiful Mediterranean women because they looked all looked so different, but they all looked like they belong together. Yeah. They they looked like all right. So you have like Viking goddess Diana's mom, right? Who looks like you know Jan from The Office, but like bulky, and um. You know, then you have... What's the actress's name again? Uh, Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen, right. And then Gal Gadot, and then you have, like, all these, like, amazingly athletic chicks who look all different, except the only thing that unites them is they look like they could kill you. And, like, I never for a second was I like, they don't look like they all came from the same island. It's like, no, they did. Watching some of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, they said when they trained, it's what they didn't really solo. It was all group exercises. So when it came time to film, they were already, like, a unit. Yeah, and they were also all a majority of them were athletes. Like the big, the big black woman that was like uh, fighting. I loved um, her. 
uh, was fighting Antiope, yeah. I think, uh, towards the beginning, um, is like the like the first like f- female boxer that won like a something. Oh, or wow. other oh, that's amazing! And stuff like that, and yeah, it's. Oh God. I wanted Andy didn't want wanted less island. I wanted more. Yeah, island. the island was great. I, I will watch more island. <laughs> I wanted to see a whole movie of Robin Wright as Antiope. Oh, just, uh, can we please have a spinoff? Please, God, I well, love Robin there's Wright. There's rumor. Done. So there's. Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright Penn are signed on for Justice League, and the the thought is that to segue, like to uh, dovetail for a sec, that they fought the apocalypse people from uh, like thousands of years ago. Okay. Um, and somebody also brought up to me, they were like, uh, they were like, I thought she was uh, Diana was immortal. And I was like, she is, but I said that's kind of like a little trope now where they go like they age like super, super slowly. No, she's immortal. But she's the, a no, god. But, but then they were immortal. like, why did she age then, as a from a child to no? An adult? Because the way that usually works is like once you reach adulthood, that's it. Somebody else was right? saying, but I somebody I was having a conversation with somebody else, and they were saying like thousands of years passed between when she was a child and oh, was that you? Yes, I I, <laughs> I think. The movie, another vague part of the movie, is they don't really explain how long um, she she spent on that island after she hit adulthood. You know what I mean? Like, she could have been there for 100 years, uh, right. but learning also, how like, to speak 100 a, languages and all that shit, you know? As a child, if you think about when the ancient Greeks happened, like, in actual life time, like, there was a bunch of time before that too so if they're saying you know from the dawn of man and the creation of man when the when the gods created everything like that could very easily be like four or five millennia right well she says before time was or something like that she says that's when that war was Mm -hmm. and then zeus created the god killer so if diana was created then and then we're seeing her as a child later like thousands thousands of years years had already passed or maybe Themyscira is an island that exists outside of time. Also true. It probably is. It, like, that, like that's my guess. Time has no effect there. But were there only... Yeah, but then if time has no effect there, then how did she age while she was on the island? Yeah, so I'm, I'm talking about the age, not the fact that it like exists, like where it no, exists that, or how that's, long. That's something you have to just like, And then it halted her process when she left the island. It just, oh, it's not where so, it can lose me because I don't really care about Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Andy. I, I think it's just... A thousand years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I, I kind of agree with you, but I think it's just generally understood, or I assume that it's like you have a regular adolescence and you reach adulthood, and that's once you reach like your peak adulthood, you stop. That's it. There was. You need to just suspend disbelief and all this stuff because. Oh, there were things suspended on my body. No, no, no. Just, okay, so you don't age past puberty? Why is it obvious who's the mother and who's the child? Right. Like, obviously, Robin Wright is older than Gal Gadot. So you can't, like, you're portraying. They're, they've aged. There's yeah. aging. You as can't gr- say there's no aging because there's aging. As great as her neck looks, she, <laughs> she still looks old. But like that's what I was saying. I'm like, why don't they look the same age? So that was a choice they made. In the comic, everyone is the same age. Right. I I think, I mean, the thing is, to me, That's Robin so Wright, weird and unnatural, though, when you see somebody who's older. I'm sorry. When you see someone who's older and then their daughter and they're the same age. It's like, mm. Yeah, but I also think that the look that they had because these are older women, obviously, like in their 50s maybe, who are just in spectacular shape. To me, the vibe, I, I never thought about old. When I looked at them, I thought about like battle-hardened. Yeah. Like yeah. these women looked like Aged. hard. Yeah. Like, they looked hard. Like that was yeah. it. Like there was there was no, none of the women on the island had a soft feature. 
except for yeah. Gal Gadot, who's kind of a little soft looking, but the rest of them looked like all hard. And that's what even you want. The, even the young ones, which <clears throat> actually that's a very interesting point you you bring up because I'm looking and I'm studying their faces, and I remember sitting there looking at what, what's her mother's name, uh, Hip, 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 Hippolyta. So I'm looking at, at uh, the actress's face, and you know, you see the lines in her eyes, and usually they cover that in movies. Yeah. You see, you see like the crow's feet, and you see all like yeah. all the little like everything was super structured and very very um, like pronounced. yet pronounced, but like even the colors were blasted, so you it brought out all those really like usually features that we try to hide, and then you see Gal Gadot, who is like a shining like everything is smooth on her face. She's everything she does is perfect. She's she's like almost a different animal completely because she's different from them yeah. because, because she, is, she is a god because she's a dreidel yeah yes she was yeah. made out of clay <laughs> oh oh and, yeah and when she was dry and ready because she's israeli also hey i know I, I that's exactly where i went with that one <laughs> so let's talk about we just talked about robin wright how hard she crushed oh this movie god. and how i've loved her and everything i've ever seen her in. i'm really so upset that i did not see more of her i wanted more that was not enough what? It might be stuff like behind, like uh, extra footage that'll come out with the DVD. She's my favorite. Or what Jared's suggesting, we might see uh, Amazon versus uh, Apocalypse Battle. Oh, that'd be, oh, well, we're gonna definitely see it because I read that same article. They're definitely they're already signed on for something else. But I also read that Chris Pine is signed on again to do something. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, they're he probably do? they're yeah, probably flashbacks. Yeah, but that could be like a Peggy Carter kind of thing too, where it's like flashbacks or something. Or what if more time on the island? Or here's another thing. What, what if? What if the Flash goes back in time and saves him? That's true. Uh-oh. Oh, he already, you know, we already saw the weird um, flashbacks in Batman v Superman. Flash is already screwing with the timeline. Yep. Like, yeah. The first time we see him, he's screwing with the timeline. And especially in the director's <clears throat> cut, you see more of that vision with, with uh, the, what, what are the dudes? The para- parademons. Parademons. The paradiddles, yeah. The paradiddles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you're a drummer's wife. <laughs> Andy was just as impressed when I said it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was um, there was bad guy banter on Themyscira. Really? Um, yes. They're training and Diana's training and everything like that. It's when you see her as like an adult and they're on the beach and they're training and everything. And Robin Wright Penn is walking around and she's going, how is she doing? She's doing good. That one is also doing good. <laughs> yes, you need to train her. Like, Trade her harder. Yeah, and longer. I like that she sounded a bubbler. little trans, Transylvanian. Only the fiercest among us ever could. The fiercest among us. No, bring me a fizzy bubbler. It, it threw me <laughs> off a little, bubbler. I gotta say, but I like that, like, because she's very, very white looking. Robin Wright is Robin White. So, like, the Robin fact that white. she, so she kind of, what? What the hell is that, Robin White? I, That's what you said. I said she's white looking, so Robin Wright is, okay, Robin whatever. White. Okay, why is that such a weird thing? That's okay. so funny. All right, because you're looking at me in disgust. I don't know that it's funny. That was a terrible joke, and I appreciate it. <laughs> so I was just going to say it and just keep talking, but you had to make a thing. Nope. Well, anyway, she adopted the Israeli's accent, which I found very interesting. Yeah, they all did. They all tried to talk like Gal Gadot. Not all of them. Not all of them. If you're really listening to, to the Amazons, which I was, they not all of them did. But that's a hard accent to do. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying not all of them did it. Well, like the child, the, the children that played her were also speaking with that same accent, which I thought was very adorable. Yes. Yeah. It, it just... It just seems so appropriate. You know what the problem is? I was reading a comic the other day, a Wonder Woman comic, and when I read the comics, I still hear Susan Eisenberg's voice. Yeah. I said, I gotta fix this. This is, but you know, you can't control what your brain wanders right. to. But uh, I, I want to hear Gal Gadot's voice because that 
that's totally how it should sound. Yeah. You know, no doubt about it. And I just remember, and I and I had a whole list of actresses in my head who I thought should play Wonder Woman. And I never even heard of Gal Gadot, and I had no idea who she was. And when I saw it, I was like kind of bummed because she didn't have the physical attri- attributes that I thought the character should have. But after seeing Batman vs. Superman, and now definitely after seeing this movie, I'm like, oh my God, Zack Snyder's a genius. <laughs> you know? And what, Brandy? Oh, put her in specs, and all of a sudden she's not the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for adopting me. <laughs> uh, so, Gal Gadot, let's talk about her. She's, she's beautiful, she's athletic, and she's charming as fuck. Yep. So charming. Like when you smile, like, oh, Jesus Christ, stop, like, <laughs> oh, man. And then when, yeah, she, and she did the whole, like, innocent thing so well. She acted the shit out of that part. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe, I was just expecting, like, I was very impressed with how she ended up filling out the outfit and, like, how she was doing everything. I was the most impressed and like and that's super impressive the whole thing that she even looked the part and she convinced me that like this is what it's supposed to look like even though I kind of pictured this super Grecian like completely different like facial structure than she had she just acted it so well that not for not for a second did I doubt she was supposed to be Wonder Woman and what she was doing and where she was going and what she believed you know here's here's a fun little sidetrack to take really quick before this was all announced before we even saw her in the movie who would you have wanted to be Wonder Woman? I mean, now, after seeing her, like you just said, crush this movie like like nobody else it, could It's have, hard to think of who you'd You can't want. think of anybody else, but if you can think back to before all this, and when we first saw, like, why is this scrawny, you know, Israeli chick playing Wonder Woman? Like, I, I can tell you who I wanted to be Wonder well, Woman. Well, we talked about this. Was it Yvonne? Yvonne Strahovski yeah, is Strahovsky who I wanted to be. from Chuck. Wonder, yeah, because I, I saw her do all that stuff on Chuck. You know, I mean, also, she's sort of like a big girl. And she's also, but she's, yeah, she's tall. She's got, like, a super athletic build. And yeah. she has, like, really chiseled facial features. Yep. Like, she has, it's, it's all, for me, it's all about the jawline and, like, the nose and the cheekbones, you know? I just wanted to look in my, <gasps> my old emails, because I remember I saved this. And I said, Warner Brothers says, the, this is an email from me and Richie from November 2012. <laughs> And it said, Warner Brothers said they are creating one Justice League movie and branching out Reverse Avengers. So if Joseph Gordon-Levitt were true, which was that theory that he was going to be Batman and they were going to start a new series of that, which it's not, then these also must be true. Justice League cast. Me. This is my... Your pick. Your fantasy pick. No, this was just a ridiculous pick. Batman. (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Superman. Christopher Reeves pre-wheelchair ghost. (laughs) God. Wonder Woman. Tyler Perry. (laughs) Green Lantern, the big black werewolf from Underworld. And also Tyler Perry. <laughs> the Flash, Christopher Reeves' post-wheelchair ghost. Oh, God. John Jones, Seth Rogen, and Darkseid, a Lego stop-motion Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree with Ivan Strahovski. Did you, did you guys have any other picks? No. Br- really, Brandy? Being a, a, long, a lifelong fan, you had no picks? No, you know what? There's too many people in this world who I don't know who may make an amazing Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Would be like, you know, this Wonder Woman. But obviously, Megan Fox. I want to be in a Wonder Woman costume. I don't think she could act the Wonder Woman part, but that's fine. I'd be happy to watch her in the Wonder Woman costume. And uh, what's her name? Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, she, someone made a. Uh, oh, she posed in those pictures. She would make a great one. Um. What What about me? Uh, that whole thing with Megan Gale. 
Because she looks oh, great yeah. in those too. She's that. Damn good. What's a Megan? Uh, she's. I think she's like an Australian actress who they put they put her in the costume for like a photo shoot, and she looked like the comic book. No, that was for the the George Miller Justice League Mortal oh. stuff. That like. Almost Do you know who would have been a cool Hippolyta? Um, Heidi Klum. I can see it. I guess. Right. I think she fucked up a lot. What? If she bulked up a lot? Well, yeah, all all of these people have to like seriously bulk up a lot. What about um? You see, a lot of people were talking Megan Fox. That's what she said. Woman... And Brandy just said. Uh, Did you not listen to the thing that Brandy just said I, two seconds it's ago? It's hard for me to hear. It's cutting in and out. I'm sorry. Um, I will say that when Steve crashed on the island, because we're still talking about like the Amazon and stuff like yeah. that. When I saw the plane, I was kind of upset that Snoopy didn't come <laughs> behind him. Oh, here's a question to switch gears. What was it, the Red Baron? Yeah. Uh, now, there's a, a big warship that also enters the bubble of the, the magical barrier, and that capsizes instantly as soon as it crosses the barrier. Mm-hmm. So do you think that crossing that barrier, like, kills technology? Either like the Bermuda Triangle? They- Maybe yeah, except that wouldn't that wouldn't capsize it. It had to be something that it, it was shallower than it than it was. Right, that's like what that. I was. That's yeah, what there I were think. a lot of rocks and crags coming up out of the side of the island, so it's entirely possible it was, it was under the boat. Capsize the ship. I because think when you cross the barrier, I think it's just oh hey look, super shallow because the it's so self contained. Okay, right. yeah, because uh, a criticism I heard from someone who will remain nameless. Uh, who is a curmudgeon and hates everything. Oh, I know uh, who you're talking he, yeah, about. That particular we all know who person talking about. Uh, said that it's bullshit that the uh, big you know, warship doesn't fire on the island and just wipe everybody out. And so the second time I saw it, I looked at it, I was like, no, no, it tips over like instantly. Exactly. And yeah. all the guys on that ship were in the fucking Hogwarts boats. The... <laughs> yeah, I didn't find two. <laughs> yeah, there were, I, I didn't understand what was happening. Like, I did not know that they were bad guys until like way later. I was like, Oh, they were the bad guys. I love Got the it. fact that the movie started. We start. We hear voiceover. Diana starts training. We yeah. see that kind of shit. And you're like, all right, we're probably not going to see something like fucking battley and cool until like halfway through. And it's like, nope, 15 minutes in, dope beach scene. Yeah, that was amazing. I yeah, the that. beach scene was really good. It was like very, and that was very in keeping with the war movies too. Because like all the storming the beach stuff, like, I don't know. They, they did a really good job of bridging that. The really nice theme about the movie is you see her as a child who has... Um, like fantasized and like sort of glamorized war, yeah, and and thinks it's this wonderful, awesome, noble thing, and you know, and then we we had that scene where her mother opens the book, which is animated, uh, which is like their version of this movie had a lot of parallels between Man of Steel, to be honest. Um, I did notice that when she was telling that story, she's like, "There were the gods, and and uh, they were all yeah. zo- whatever," and the top of the mountain sure looks a hell of a lot like the Justice League. Oh yeah. Cause you oh, see, someone you know, else said that. I saw that. That's not. Familiar. I don't. It, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it was, but it like it mirrors that. Like, but the Greek god, or the the, the you know they the, the Justice League is modeled after the Greek god standing on top of Olympus. Yeah, you're talking to a Greek person. Be careful, Jared. <laughs> wow. Um, I didn't see any feta cheese on Themyscira. So, um, <laughs> I didn't see any weird Easter's on Themyscira. <laughs> And no Easter's, motherfucker. <laughs> so, so, but it, I like how she had this, like, romantic idea of war, and then the second she sees one of her sisters get shot, it's like, you see it in her face. She's like, oh, like, yeah. this is not, this is nothing to, you know, to, to fantasize about. This is awful. 
And can we like start talking about each individual thing as it happens and have this podcast last eight hours? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so that scene you're talking about now, what did she not know that her bracelets would like stop a bullet? Why didn't she just like? She did not know that. She didn't know what a bullet was. Uh, So so wait, now is the power? So she already had the gauntlets. Then at this point, she had the gauntlets before she stole the body armor and the lasso. She always had those. Yeah. Even That's as a kid. But now, plot. here's the question. Is the power coming from her or the gauntlets? Because we've been led to believe it's the gauntlets, but I really think if she's the god killer, it's coming from her. I think it's more her discovering her own powers because... Well, yeah, in, in, a sort of a, in the gauntlet, though. No, but, but I think her entire set of armor can just deflect bullets because there was that scene when she was walking across no man's land, and if you look, if you look closely, the bullets, like the machine gun bullets, are just like bouncing off... Her arms, her shields, and her boots. Yeah. Oh, you brought up the thing about the eagle on the uh, the chest piece. But when I was looking at, I meant to say this before, but when I was looking at her costume for this movie, they were very clever. And, you know, when they first revealed the costume in the first one, I was like, Ugh, okay, so you're making the darker colors and the darker, more realistic, because that's what we do now. It can't just be like a friggin' Wonder Woman costume. But it makes sense because it actually looks like Gladiator Army. Like it has, it's banded armor. Yeah. It's, that's not an eagle. That's banded armor, well, you know? you know, I, I thought that, okay, obviously uh, growing up reading the comics and, and watching the cartoons, you know, Wonder Woman has blue uh, shorts on with, with st- white stars. Right. And she's got the whole thing. And I thought that in terms of like an artistic choice and stylistically, that armor was great. I thought they got all, they had all the the major design cues with, uh, while grounding it in the story or, of the world, like they're tell the the world in the story they're telling. Um, what did you think about that, Brandy? Being a lifelong Wonder Woman fan. Well, the thing is that like it's you know it's the American flag, the white stars and a blue background, right? Yeah. So this was very reminiscent of it as far as the colors go. So I was fine with it. I didn't get upset about it at all. Even when we first saw it, it's red, white, and blue. Not so much white. It's red and blue. Yeah. But With some gold. It's, uh, yeah. The gold. The gold. You know. It. But it makes sense. It's uh. It's like a burnished version of it. Yeah. And the whole thing was like you know all of it. It wasn't like if you had the stars and like the you know the blue booty shorts, it would look funny with that outfit. I agree a hundred percent. And so I think they did it. They did a great job. The Eagles. Now, I- I have a, a theory that I could bring to a, a musical thing about about her deflecting bullets and stuff is that uh, her outfit and the gauntlets and everything was just – they're just uh, like the tool that the uh, demigod – she's a demigod, she's right? A demigod. She's a demigod could use better than other people because the first time she did the like uh, cross gauntlet thing with the you know force field whatever thing like everyone looked a little confused about it yeah yeah because yeah you bring it bring that to a uh you know this is band geek you bring it to a musical thing uh if you hand a uh stevie ray vaughn a strat you do something different than you're gonna do okay i'll buy that so what you're saying is it's just regular um well-crafted metal but in her hands it's more effective than it would be in the, the average person's hands. I I buy that too, and I and to add to that, they all look surprised, and I and I totally, I 100% actually totally buy that now because it's like they all have gauntlets. It's all they're all wearing the same armor on the island, 
You know, they're all wearing that gold thing with the fucking straps and everything like that. They all have gauntlets. So then when she blocks uh, uh, Antiope's attack, by the way, left over right is the correct way to do it. Um, when you're when you're doing the Wonder Woman pose, left over right. Um, she does it. They kind of have the face. They're like, our fucking gauntlets don't do that. You know well, what I mean? Actually, like, what the fuck was that? Antiope and Hippolyta kind of exchanged a little look together like, oh, no, they're going to find out. Yeah. Like, kind of like, they're like this knowing... No, but it seems like everybody on the island except for her knows what she is. Yeah, that's true. No, I think the other the other Amazons really didn't know. Yeah, because they, they had like a look of disgust at her when she was But the higher-ups, like the people who were like up on the side of the mountain, Antiope, uh, Hippolyta, like they... they when that happened, like, she gave, I remember Antiope gave her a look. I was like, what are you on about? And, like, he gave her a look like. Also, the Amazon that was with them all the time that nobody was like, they nobody knew who she was. Her name is Manilope. Manilope? <laughs> um, the, wasn't there an animated one where they talk about where, uh, oh, no, this was in the New 52. I read this. Um, there's, like, the ancient mythological, mythological um, armor maker. Oh, Hephaestus. Uh, no, that's the cartoon. Yeah, he, the made cartoon. Her he made her armor. And and so, it, like, like he could have been making her armor the whole time, and they could have just been saying, like, here you go, here's your armor, and, you know, the queen's daughter gets the best shit. I think to jump back to what Andy said, I've actually, uh, to go along with the thing that I think it's still all the same armor, like, anybody could have put on her outfit, anybody could have had the gauntlets. When she's a little girl, she's asking her mother, she's like, who would wield it? Yeah. And she's like, only the fiercest among us ever could. <laughs> And but it but it's just like that That's thing. So it's, just, good. it's the same thing. It's like if if and uh like if Calliope. Manilope picked up that sword, she may not have been able to use it as well as Diana. Or the same sort of you know, the energy flowed through the same thing. I think it's I think it's because who's she trained five times harder. Five, ten times harder. <laughs> so great. Um let's get to, to the boat and then World War One. The boat scene was uh, was so cute. Um the you are talking about the pleasures of, of the flesh. You know, that was no, so now you sound like you own a, a, a jewelry place. Well, this, he this, makes this, your dreams come true. Well, you know? well, well get used to it because this is the accent I'm doing. So everything you do sounds Transylvanian in the end. Well, yeah. That's what it's going to sound like for the, the rest of this podcast. So going strap in, out, folks. Going out of business sale. Yes. Sonny Guts. Sonny Guts. I have read the pleasures of the flesh. It's so good. I do not need your. I do not need your penis. Make your voice higher. Maybe it won't. I do not need your penis. Oh, that's better. There you go. Your penis is of no use to me except for reproduction. That's way better because otherwise you sound like Dracula, like a bad Dracula. Bleh. 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 Do you know how many books there are? There are twelve volumes. One, two, Two, three. three. Ah, 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 ah. ah. Ah, ah, ah. No, but yeah. So I, I loved when she was in the cities, though, and she's like, she she goes to like oh, take baby. off her shit. Oh baby! Yeah. Oh baby. god, she's baby. great. She's like every girl. It's great. She's like, oh, it's a baby. Well, she never saw a baby. She never before. saw a baby before. And then it was like, also, like, you're not wearing any crap. clothes. And they kept oh. on like, no, 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 cover up, honey, cover up, cover. Up. She, she was like the drunk girl that like you're trying to get home. Okay, <laughs> I want to talk about something right now. Uh oh. I'm gonna get serious. Oh, this is so not gonna be serious. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm watching, I'm like looking at my Twitter feed, and I'm so happy to see all this positive stuff about a movie I'm excited about. Because, you know, after watching Batman v Superman, which I love, get shit on, it was a, that was a tough pill to swallow. And Man of Steel. What? And Man of Steel. <laughs> I love that movie. And it got, just, just got shit on. And finally, like, a movie I love is getting all this good attention. And then I'm seeing, like, all these, like, oh, 
finally, we have a good feminist role model and all this stuff. And I'm going, <clears throat> and I've seen quite a bit of that. Like, excuse me, but the the hard I'm, the I'm, hardcore feminists have done nothing but shit on this on this character for like decades. Like, oh, she's uh, her her, her uh, character is sexualized because she's not wearing enough clothes. Like, she's not wearing pants. Why would a superhero not wear pants? Because they her didn't boob- have pants back yeah. then. And have damn her, it! And, and have her her boobs hanging out. That's ridiculous. Why does it have to be a beautiful woman? Why does it have to be a beautiful like you know? A trim, uh, supermodel-looking woman. Why is it to be a white woman? Why is it to be this and all this, all this bullshit that these people were just assigning to this character, right? And then the movie comes out, and seriously, like, and this is something that me, Brandy, and Jarrett can agree on: the vision that they presented in this movie is, with a few little, like, inconsequential tweaks, is our Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's the same character. Like, they didn't do any changes. Like, this is the same character that you got pulled off the UN honorary ambassadorship. You know what I mean? Because she didn't reflect your views. So that's my problem. Like, so now it's like, oh, the movie's out. It's making like a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. that's all, We're going to assign. That's our, our role model. That's our champion. Like, fuck you. I was just going to say how much she liked ice cream. What? This is Even Andy... Couldn't not like this movie. Right. So they. <laughs> Women of the world. Andy right. Ascalise is your hero. Well, He's a regular Rosie the Riveter. She did that too. Hold on, hold on. Let, let Brandy talk. Go, Brandy. If even Andy couldn't find something to complain about, what is anyone going to complain about? Oh, what? She wasn't wearing enough clothes? But she was wearing them on her terms. So, you know, there's such a thing called a slut walk. So you can dress <laughs> like a slut. That's fine. Yes. I'm not even kidding. Look it up. And that, yeah, because that would be body shaming. I actually, I actually like Star Wars Episode Eight or Seven, whatever <laughs> like it is. Which eight. one is it? Seven. You don't like it sometimes. Andy's like drunk. <laughs> Wait, there was an Andy scene in this movie that I told Brandy about before she saw it. I said, "Look, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's an Andy scene in this movie. After you see the movie, you'll know which scene I'm talking about. When they, when Steve brings Diana into like the the." Uh, council like, meeting yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. they're all there's like, a "There's a woman there. in here. Who's that <laughs> woman? What's that woman saying? Who let her in here? <laughs> is that a woman?" Right, go, Andy. What? I it. Go, do it. <laughs> do it so Jared can oh, can uh, overdub your voice later. Onto it. Go. No, I'm alright. Come on. Uh, That's you, okay. did it. you weren't there. <laughs> As I was saying, uh, what was the <laughs> As I was saying, what was what I saying? Like? Star Wars. I like the Star Wars Episode Seven. Okay. Yep. There you go. The, and, and none of you liked it. You, you Star Wars people. So, I liked it. Uh, I, like no, it. I, I loved why, Finn and Ray. I don't know why I'm I'm like the 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 object of you know film critic noir. <laughs> Well, because Damien stopped hate, uh, hanging, uh, hating out with us, hanging out with us. Okay, let's talk about people. Let's talk about more people that nobody knows. Okay, so anyway, here's the thing: the benefit of having Andy and Brandy Skype the uh, podcast from their apartment is that they can get smashed. And right now, I'm watching Andy turn red on the screen. Red. You see no, that? Red. He's, listen, honey, he's making sense to me. He's saying he's usually the outlier. When you, when everybody unanimously loves a movie, he has issue with it. But when you all hate it, he finds things to like about it. You need both sides of that, Richie. You need the dark and the light. All you're saying is that Andy is a contrarian. Yes. Andy, Andy, quite contrary. <laughs> oh, they want... Because Andy has an opposing viewpoint. That's right. It makes it a good debate. Andy's the internet. 
<laughs> and speaking about that avoid, opposing viewpoint, this movie sucked. No. <laughs> point counterpoint. No, he agrees that this movie was great. Like, I mean, no, but I, I the point I was just trying to make is that is that after years of shitting on this character and like you know calling the task artists like say Frank Cho who would draw like a super sexy looking Wonder Woman cover, right, and just shitting on all the fans who like this sort of thing, uh, this movie ended up delivering a pretty faithful depiction of the character to like to what we have lo- grown to love about this character throughout our lives and now they're saying oh yeah there's our wonder woman i'm like this is the wonder no, woman you've been fighting Richie, against there there's a lot of differences honey there I'm are a talking, lot but, of differences but here's the thing i'm just not i'm not talking about everybody i'm talking about a very small but vocal annoying group no, of people well, on the internet there's always going to be a very small and vocal annoying group of people on the internet but what i'm trying to say is She's not the picture of Wonder Woman. I'm sorry, she's not. Now she is. I disagree. I think she's pretty close to... Richie, she's not. She doesn't have the right body type. She doesn't have the right facial structure. She doesn't have the the voice that we've grown accustomed to. She doesn't have the same outfit. It's all very different. I disagree. I but disagree. at the core... Will you let me finish? Well, no, nope. At I the don't, core I don't care of too. the values, she is the same Wonder Woman in terms of how she acts and how she portrays herself. The problem was is that the same group of people, I understand what Richie's saying, the same group of people five months ago before the movie came out were complaining that she was too skinny. And that she didn't have enough armpit hair. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Thank you, Andy. And while we're on the topic, uh, if if everyone goes to YouTube and uh, Google's uh, Gal Gadot on uh, Jimmy Fallon... Uh, watch the box of lies it's with uh, Gal Gadot, <laughs> and it's funny because you get to hear her say the word "foot." Foot. Foot. <laughs> she says "foot." That's to jump back. That's, that's why I was it. saying she was super charming. This You're watching, sorry. I did watch it because um, I went down a YouTube hole after the after the movie w- viewings. And watch her on that. Watch her fight with uh, train with Conan O'Brien. Oh, hilarious! But if you watch any interview with her, like she's so fucking charming, which makes it so much worse. To, like because she's just it makes it, it that it much hurts more. your penis so much more, right, it's Jared? So great! I love Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. She talks about her breasts. Yes, her breasts being too small. <laughs> Are my breasts big enough for you? <laughs> Are my breasts big enough for you, Jimmy? But uh, so but look, but she was much smaller. Like just everywhere, like her yeah. body was very much she smaller. She gained fifty pounds at the end of, of uh, Batman vs Superman. Pa- she gained fifty pounds of muscle. Yeah, that's, get yeah. the hell that's out of here. Possible. No, they, she gained. Even, Patty Jenkins said she gained fifty that, pounds of muscle, for for from where she was in the la- the Fast and the Furious movie before she started training for Batman vs Superman. She was skinny as hell in Fast yeah. and Furious. Before she started training for Batman vs Superman. One cool thing I really liked because when I went down that rabbit hole of looking at all the behind the scenes things is Chris Pine said, you know, we're out there, we're shooting, it's freezing. Mm-hmm. We all we're, we all have, like, thick costumes on, and she's wearing, like, nothing. Yeah. And as yeah. I said, she's not complaining. She's running into, to, like, explosions. And she's five months pregnant. Yeah. That was another thing. Uh, no, she was only five months pregnant for the reshoots. Oh, okay. No, she's... They were, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And sh- they said there was one scene where she, she was pregnant when they were, like, romancing each other before yeah. they knocked boots. But she was, they, Patty Jenkins said they only did one reshoot, and that was when they're walking through the trench, before they get to No Man's Land, yeah. the thing with, like, the people whipping the horses. Right. 
that sequence of them walking yeah. from the she said like it wasn't working there was something missing so yeah. they added stuff to that yeah. that's the only thing they reshot in the whole film everything else was in the script and to the that's point. not that's not what I heard she said it in an interview no but I heard the same thing her, her say like there was a part of the battle sequence we had a fight we had a reshoot. And she came in, and they painted her. Well, that, I, but I'm saying like, cha- like change, like script, like not working. This oh, and yeah, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, that I heard the same thing. They green screen. They put a green screen stuff Just over her, her belly. belly. Yeah, and you they painted it said? out. She said. She said my belly was like Kermit's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you went through that. Um. So, the yeah the, I really liked it. I, the obviously the the stuff in London was. Was hilarious with the dress and 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 her. She could read uh, Ottoman and whatever in the uh, the Doctor Poison's uh, notes or whatever. Maru. Yeah. Doctor Maru. Doctor Maru. I loved the obvious nods, or at least they were obvious to me. But the obvious nods to Christopher Reeve Superman and Lois and Clark in the alley, and flipping it, and yeah, flipping it, and with the bullet and everything. Loved that. Um, All that stuff was great, uh, but the movie really kicks in for me when they're walking across the little bridge to the boat and she sees all the people coming back wounded yeah and because the movie goes from like it was cute i was laughing I, I, it was i was tickled by how charming she was and and how great the actress who played etta candy was who just totally like almost stole every scene if it wasn't for gal gadot being so unbelievable looking because <laughs> if you put specs on her yeah. she's not the most beautiful girl in the world <laughs> what's her so, name um da- uh, Dave. um Shit, what's that actress's name? Is it Cynthia Davis or something? Or uh, No, she's from the... Uh, go watch The British Office. She's, she's Pam. Pam. <laughs> um, so there was that. But but when she crosses the bridge and she sees all the guys like returning from the front all banged up and just, again, it, she has like another sobering moment and that, that she plays so well. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, the ice cream thing was the greatest freaking thing we, me, me and you went when that happened <laughs> like, you should be very proud of yourself because it's right off the page of her new 52 yeah, that, that's all Jeff Johns yeah. he wrote that yeah but that's so cute you should be so proud of yourself yeah. the way she did like, and she did it like like you really should be proud of yourself yeah. like you really did a service to humanity in the yeah. comic and in the they did an animated uh, portion of that too she's so excited because yeah. she thinks no, it's her first time in man's world and she thinks that the guy who made the ice cream like invented it yeah like yeah. that's why she's like oh my god God, you should be so proud of this. <laughs> why, why wouldn't she think that? <laughs> so amazing. Um, but let's let's jump ahead to the moment that we all want to really talk about. They're in the trenches. Um, she's been told about ten times so far, no, Diana, you can't. Yeah. Right? And then finally she has enough of their shit. And she says, like, this is why I'm here. I'm here to do this. And, and if she said, I am no man, and just, like, ripped off her cloak and ran across the field... I would have been okay with that. Yeah. When she takes off I her cloak, no man, and puts on like her her fucking tiara, her yeah. upside down tiara. There's a dude like there, like legit, just watching her like get naked for a half a Creepin'. second. <laughs> All Creepin'. right. Now, if you were in the trenches, trenches, and you haven't seen a woman for 12, 11 months, twelve months, that's exactly what you would do. No, there was oh, I would do there. it now. Okay, <laughs> there was, there was another woman there. Let's let's oh. break this down. The, the one with the baby. Oh yes. Let's break this down. Okay, let's break that whole thing down. Where did she take that tiara and why out of and why does it look so weird when she like is taking it out of the coat or something? Yeah. That's what I'm it's saying. probably in like a hidden cloak pocket. 
Something weird. She looks like a ma- magician doing like a costume change. That's what everybody. I'm saying. And then the dude is staring. Right, he's just like sort of wiggling. Yeah, she's kind of like yeah. Like yeah. So is that supposed to like um uh, uh suggest the fact that like she was naked for a second? No. I think it was suggesting the fact that she was undoing her hair tie. Yeah, and she was. The thing on. She like but still. All right, I both like and dislike that, and I'll tell you why. Because one, I like that because if you're gonna put on a friggin' headpiece of any kind, if you're gonna do anything with your hair, it takes a hot minute to do it. Like, it, as a woman, you're not gonna sit there and just be like. Whoosh, Perfect. It's done. It's like no, no, no. You're gonna sit there. You're gonna futz with it. You're gonna move your yeah. hair. You're gonna have to move your head because it's like pinching your temples. Like, yeah, it, it was very realistic. That being said, it looked really stupid. <laughs> it was a stupid moment. But no, I'm talking about the, like what weird Jack- thing. And it was a weird thing. And then she like puts it on, and then it's like a L'Oreal commercial. Yeah, and then she turns around with the hair. Yeah, I did not like that. Yeah, I did not. Oh, like I that. want to see an Amazon L'Oreal commercial. But what I want to, <laughs> what I'm asking is about what Jared said, like from that guy's perspective, like because he like his eyes bug out of his head, and that could just be a thing that we're reading into way too much, which sure. it probably I is. Think you probably. But are. but like I like reading into it. But the, yeah, it's kind of fun <laughs> to do this. But it's because she's. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, are those satin tights? Because she's super freaking hot. She's no, like but, six feet tall. But I'm asking. The question I'm asking is like, is was maybe was that supposed to imply that for a second she was just like fucking ripped this dress off and like you know adjust this and the guy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, are you doing? I do not think so. I think she had she had that on underneath her giant overcoat, underneath her giant cape. She had that okay, on. Okay. In my mind. There was some nipple, and the guy saw right. the nipple really quick. There okay. might have been a nipple soon for Richie. Or vagina. Just right here. I, the first time I saw it, something about that, like, the three seconds before the scene was so contrived. Like, I thought she was going to take something like a gold pin out of her hair and give it to the poor woman to feed her child. And I was like, oh, my God, they're fucking this up. They're fucking up the moment that I know <laughs> is coming. But... So like she she turns around and then there was all that weird wiggling and then she <laughs> on and then she turns around and her hair is like big and the curls are there and then that's it like I didn't see the next like eight minutes because like I couldn't see through the tears in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking lost it I was ugly crying the first time I did, thank God I didn't go in front of anybody did her it's whatever. Did her but theme the kick in yeah. then or later? Did what? Did her what? theme kick in then or later? Later. No. It, it, weirdly, it doesn't kick in it until they're in the building. Yeah, that was like the, the it half It was beautiful. Theme. They didn't go fully into it. Well, I you know what? Another way to obsess about this one, you know, five-second part of the movie <laughs> is that... Is that uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah, we're yeah. supposed to talk about five seconds for the past two hours. Is that they were like, okay, Gal, uh, this part, you just take the tiara out of your pocket and put it on your head. And they just filmed that. And, and it was like, <laughs> That's what it looks like, like when a somebody... woman reaches into her pocket, pulls out a piece of headwear, and puts it on. They're like, yeah, that's it. It's like the, the script says, and uh, Diana reaches into her pocket, takes out the tiara, and puts it on her head. And they filmed it. They were looking at the script. Okay, we got that. Move on. And here we are going, oh, maybe she, like, you know, masturbated and rubbed one out really quick in that five seconds. You know, like, we're, like, we're, t- we're like going, we're, we're really going into Do you know what it. I like about the tiara? And you said it before. He's like, oh, she she stole the armor. She stole the sword. She stole the tiara. She didn't steal the tiara. That they gave her Antiope's yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
head and it wasn't a tiara which I liked so much better it didn't point up yeah. it pointed down yeah. and that was so badass like that's gonna be so much less comfortable though think about it oh absolutely but like people actually <laughs> wore that people actually wore that those head pieces back then so let's talk about the scene that when I grabbed her pop where, where, where I grabbed Jared's knee. <laughs> she, yeah, she I, climbs I up. She climbs up the ladder, and it's in slow motion. And there she is for the first time in full view with the armor, looking like a fucking the goddess that she is. And that's when I grabbed Jared. I'm like, they're doing it. They're doing it. <laughs> and then all the Germans are yelling like they're trying to it's get Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. So that whole sequence with the her crossing no man's land. And deflecting the bullets, and getting the shield, and 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 tossing the the rockets away from her. Yep. Oh. Do you oh. know what? I, do you know what I love about the structure of that? Is is they, they, you know, they're talking about how they've been in that trench for for eleven months, yeah. and they haven't been able to gain like five feet. Yeah. Like they haven't been able to move forward five feet. And if you think about it, that kind of scenario was happening a hundred times over yep. in, dur- during this war. Like, it, it, this was this was a very... I liked that her first victory, the biggest feeling victory, was actually a very small victory in, in like, the larger picture. Yeah, it was a small, like, nothing town that yeah, she it was couldn't that, find. It was exactly, Veld yeah. that they couldn't even find. Like, they made it a point to show you that they couldn't find it on a map. And meanwhile, it's like she saved this town, and it was like, you know, and that's where the, the picture came from. Like, but this tiny little inconsequential place. You're making it, it's, you're making this go too fast. We have to savor this, because. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you mean? I'm saying I loved that. You're already at the town. We're you're, not even there yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, you, have to, you got to the town too quick. Well, wait, what I was going to say is that this is this is Eowyn in, in Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. no man. I am no man. And that was exactly it. No man could cross this thing. And she was like, yeah, but we have to. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? This is why I'm here. But I also and like. And like, not for a second did she, she let you think that, like, this is not why I'm. No, no, no. This is my job, jerks. But for a second there, and I kind of like this, um, that she stresses teamwork. Um, she's always like, no, no, we did this. Yeah. Because she's always like, no, we have to do this. This is our responsibility. She'll get the ball rolling, and she did. She went out there, but at one point, she's pinned down. Like, she can't move forward anymore. All all the guns are on her. And at that point, that's when the rest of her team, they come out and they start flanking, yeah. right? And that's that's when the battle's won at that point. But and I kind of like that because it's like, okay – if cuz if they make it like she can just go there single-handedly and kill everybody then what then she just send all the soldiers home well, then, and let her do it and you right now she's not super the problem is she's not superman like superman could just fly in the sky x-ray vision uh, heat vision that whole trench and call it a day but that's not her she's a one of her powers is not only that she's so strong and fast but she inspires you know she's an inspiration she's a muse yeah. she and and so she work yeah she got she Lifted everybody's spirits around her and got them to to rise to the occasion. So, and then I mean, then right after that, that the the field part of that sequence, the like the the uh, first part, um, then she starts yelling like, "Okay, you stay here. Yeah. I'll cover you." And you know, like, or you go here, and yeah. and you know, this and that. And then they're all working together. And then she's, uh, you know, we're we're going a little into the town now. But yeah. then that's when that's when the music kicks in. I think when she jumps into the building, when she goes into that building, where and they have the Batman the scene. Yeah, they have the, the Batman sniper, scene. I was gonna say the Batman. Scene. But every I mean, yeah, she. God, she's good at being a part of a team or a league. 
Uh, Very good, Andy. The the <laughs> he's patting <laughs> he's you on the, the virtual head. <laughs> the one of the genius parts of that scene too is that each section of it was something different. So yeah, in the, I agree with that. So in the battle scene, she's deflecting bullets, she's deflecting bombs with her shield, and she's taking fire. Then the second part of that sequence is when she's in the building and she's doing hand-to-hand combat with all the guys in close quarters. I don't. Over the past couple of years, I've started to really love close quarter fights, mm-hmm. like when two people are in the backseat of a car yeah. or something or an elevator or some shit. But she does that, and then she gets not. Like that shit three years ago. I did like that shit three years ago. I'm just liking it. You see it more, and it's cool. So. Well, ever since that, then, that that uh, hallway scene in Daredevil, I think it changed everybody. That, it's partly that. <laughs> I want to agree with you there. I really like that you pointed that out because I didn't think about that. But that's what I like about it. I think you just pointed out what I really love about that scene. It's that they basically lay out through these different scenarios all the things she can do. Yep. Like, And they show you, like, this is what Wonder Woman's capable of. Like, in, in terms of, like, a regular ground battle. This is what she – not, like, fighting regular guns and stuff. Like, this is what she can do. And it was so great. And from from studying Kung Fu – I'm curious about this. One of the hardest things that I found to do is that spinning sweep when you put your hands on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You get, like, you know, kick up someone's legs. Like, I, you, you're probably okay at that, right, Emery? Yeah. But, like, I wonder if that's, <laughs> yeah, I'm I awesome wonder if it. that's actually her doing it. I am very curious how much of those stunts she did, and I want to believe that she did most of them. She, I mean, on the behind-the-scenes stuff we've been seeing, she seems to be doing a lot of it. It's just, you know, harness. Like, Man, she was in the army. Yeah, I, I combat trainer in the army. Yeah, Krav Maga. <laughs> but so she, so then she goes into the building. She's doing hand to hand combat there. Then after she, part of she goes back into the middle of the square. Then we see the fucking lasso, yeah. like lasso. all crazy. Then she picks up a tank. It's just like every second section yeah. of oh, that. Is, and then she's sitting there just like nonchalantly holding a tank, like I'm gonna throw it on you. Uh, that's, that's at the end. Well, that's at the end. But she, I know. She, but, but it's the same thing. The lasso. I, I loved seeing that, the, the lasso of Hestia in action because... It was a lightsaber. It, it's, it's, an, it's an extension of her. That's the argument that they've been saying. Lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. What do you mean it's a lightsaber? It's, it was like deflecting... it glows? No, but it was like deflecting shit at some point. Get at... Whatever. Sure. Because it's godly, but like it's not a goddamn lightsaber. But it has no like specific length... Yeah. It's like, like a rope chain, like a like a. Yeah, it's just like it's 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 an extension of her own powers and stuff like that. But it's yeah, there's four different. That makes sequences. more sense if it glows like that. There's four different sequences in that. Well, Chris Pine was able to activate it when he. Uh... That's because he just uh, tied it around it his wrist. He was touching her. Aha. Ah. Wait, Aha. when was that? It was touching her thigh. When he out. wrapped it around his arm to prove he was telling the truth. And then told too much truth. And then about going to the front, we're probably going to get killed. And then probably too not. much truth. One thing we skipped over, um, what do you think about her little uh, band of uh, merry men there? I like them. I like them. I thought I thought the um, the Native American guy was a little... Uh, Over the top. On the nose, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I like... I On the nose. <laughs> a lot of people compared it to Captain America and the, like, there's, there's her howling commandos. Yeah. But... I just you're you're gonna need a ragtag group of people to do that. Well, he he was not allowed to get people from the army, so he had yeah. to like get some smugglers. I love the, the uh, Scottish ragtag. guy. Was his name Ewan uh, or is it Ian? Like, what the hell's his name? Um, Bremer? Is that his name? Bremer? He's from uh, Train Spotter. Yeah, yeah. He was awesome. Was he Spud? Yeah, he was great. 
I he was spud and train spotting. Yeah. I loved the uh, the guy with the fez. Sammy. The, the, Sammy with the actor guy. He reminded me of the guy from The Mummy. Oh, you know yeah. the guy I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Which he, I saw the preview for right before that movie. He had the single best line in the entire film. What did he say? I'm both frightened and aroused. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his delivery, that that guy was spot on. His delivery was awesome. And it was never over the top. He's like he's like the next John Reese Davies, <laughs> yeah. like in now, terms of delivery. It might sound like I'm shitting on Chris Pine, but I'm really not. It's like I, I like Chris Pine a lot. It was just that one scene took me out of it. Sure. But that's that's a small thing in, on the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but that also, that scene didn't need to happen. So like he did what he did with it, yeah. you know? Do you know what took me out of it actually? What? Ludendorff. His, his accent seemed a little over the top to me. Like we have to show this to the Kaiser. Yeah, he no, was he I was a bit so. of a he was a bit of a cookie cutter. Uh, like the thing is that was the only cookie cutter character you had. The though. week the okay you just you just made me realize something about this movie and what the, the, the a weakness part of this movie. DC's strength is the villains. We the, there are DC has. Infinitely more interesting villains than Marvel does. Sure. Right. Some of the Marvel heroes are probably stronger than DC's heroes, which are have become like cheese over the years or, or whatever. But the villains are very interesting. And this movie, the, um, the villain was pretty cookie cutter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doctor Poison and and General Ludendorff. But Ludendorff was a real person. Right. In World War Two, except he didn't die. I mean, World War One. Sorry, but he didn't die in World War One. That was the only thing they changed. But I don't really care about that. But um. Oh, I didn't know that. That actually makes me like because I had a problem with how weak that villain was. Because and then it was like kind of lackluster when he died, and then you realize he wasn't really the villain. But how do you build up to a god battle? You know. Like, yeah, yeah. But that that was. But that's it. Like there wasn't really. This didn't have a defined like super villain in it. But I guess Ares is the super super villain. Well, he's Ares the, is, but you didn't see MacGuffin. him till the end. He's yeah. the MacGuffin for it. It's like she. Yeah. That's where she's eventually needs to wind up. She wants to wind up there. Right. No if ends or buts. But, like, I mean, of course I understand why they revealed it at the very end. And, honest to God, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because, like, I, I loved that reveal. I That's one of my favorite movie villain reveals ever. Yeah, when he keeps, like, um I had no idea. Yeah. That, that was, that was pretty had, cool. No, I but, that. like, I had no idea that he was Ares. And then he shows up. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw him in the Watchtower. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's Ares? Get the hell out of here. He's, like, the most mild-mattered-looking English dude I've ever seen well, in my life. And when, and when he deflects the sword... Yeah, when he, I'm sorry. When he when he absorbs the sword in his hand, that was the most badass thing. Because this is not the God Killer, you are. <laughs> his his voice keeps changing though in the later battle. Yeah. yeah, it's like he's talking normally. It's like you, they don't deserve a struggle. Or they are not. Like, that was a, that was not <laughs> choice. No, but that was like that was like the henceforth, like in in episode three when when all of a sudden oh, Palpatine henceforth. like starts. Yeah, but you hear like seven voices when he says henceforth. Yeah. Well, here you go. Once again, once again with Palpatine, it's the same thing. Of course the the god of war is a politician. Yeah. Uh, um uh, and But he was like such a an animagus. Animagus, not an animangus. No, it's animagus. Animagus. He was a cunnilingus. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't Ron... Wait, Brandy, doesn't Ron say animangus when he point? He does. They change it. Animagus. Animagus. But he he says Mangus. Mage, Magus. I know, but Magus. he says Mang. I'm gonna go back. You read and watch. it, Magus. You um, say it, Mangus. A manga. Oh, you is read a it, Magus. You say it, Mangus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Animagus. But I did Sorry. that too when he was in the tower. I went, "It's him. He's the Animagus." When did you know it was the what? When did you know it was Lupin? Oh, I. When I, he I, turned I around in the watchtower, yeah, I had I, no yeah, idea. Yeah, 
I, I was completely caught off guard. Because, yeah, but you got to understand when did you thing. know? I don't, I don't ever watch movies that way trying to figure them out. Like I just, I, I just. Sit I there try to happen. figure out everything. Oh God, Amber, you're peaking. Range is crazy. I'm sorry. I'm right. so dynamic. It's me. It's Amber. It's me. It's me. Uh, I don't know exactly when I figured it out, but it was somewhere because you know, obviously, all signs point to uh, what's his name? Ludendorff. Luden, yeah. Ludendorff. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think he was Luden's Aries cough ever. drops. Yes, that's I, where I, that I comes from. Because Kathy kept yelling, "It's Stryker! It's Stryker! You can't do that!" I was like, "Stop yelling at me!" Stryker! So, Stryker! 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 I don't know. Ah, uh, that's so, an airplane uh, reference. Yeah, I knew because it was obviously not him at some point, and then I was like, oh, "It's got to be him! He's like the friendly guy that comes to the tavern." Just look at that mustache! Out. Look at the mustache! Um, yeah. yeah, Zeus invented mustaches. It's a thing we've learned now in this movie. <laughs> What I yeah, what I really what anyone I, in history with, with, that was evil that had a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what I really appreciated though uh, was that they took a lot of elements from the new Fifty Two, uh, which is my favorite Wonder Woman iteration. Because really, yeah, uh, the new Fifty. I thought you hated the new Fifty Two. I did, but the Wonder Woman was the one thing they really nailed. Right. Uh, because in the new Fifty Two, they changed it to where Wonder Woman was not made of clay that was a story her mother told her to hide the truth that yep. she had an affair with Zeus uh, and she was the child was of that affair the what that was always the case what in all of mythology her mother had sex with Zeus no no when she was when they first made Wonder Woman she, she was brought to life by Zeus by, from no, the clay no she's saying in Greek in real mythology, Greek mythology in real, not yes. comic book <clears throat> yeah Hippolyta had an affair with Zeus she had the sex with him the she sex. had the sex the sex so she gave him the bidness so I'm <laughs> Well, when um, Brian Azzarello and Chris and Cliff Chang did their run on Wonder Woman, they changed it to like, no, no, this is the story they've been telling her her whole life, yeah. so she wouldn't realize wh- what she actually was, which is a bastard. So, <laughs> so she's the Jon Snow um, of uh... yeah, and um, I liked that they they incl- they in, uh, incorporated that. But another thing is in that same run, Ares is depicted as an old guy with a cane. Yeah, and and. Uh, Professor Lupin. What's what was the name of the movie again? Oh, uh, Lupin. Oh, no, uh, I've seen it four times oh, and I don't even remember his name. Lupin. Colonel something or other. I prefer Lupin. to be referred to as Lupin. Co- Professor. Oh, Patrick Lupin. was it? Sir, oh, uh, Sir Patrick. Sorry. Sir Patrick. Yeah, Sir Patrick, Patrick there you Lupin. Go. So yeah, like Sir, when, Sir Patrick Lupin. Sir Patrick is like an old, like sort of slight statured man with a cane, mm-hmm. and I liked that they they did a lot of little nods to that. But the screwed up thing about it is. Now there's DC Rebirth, and they put it back to clay. Yeah, and and that's so stupid. But you know, they probably started. They've probably been making this movie for how many years before that even happened? Because movies move a lot slower than comic books in terms of production. Do you feel that this movie, in the same, it, I felt the same way with Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman made Man of Steel more enjoyable for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This movie, despite loving the fuck out of it, made Batman v Superman more enjoyable. I 100% agree because I watched Batman v Superman again and I'm like – and there's a scene where they're at uh, Lex's uh, ch- uh, fundraiser and um, and he starts talking about Zeus and Diana does this eye roll. Eye roll. I love the eye yeah, roll. She's like, she's like, you're talking about my dad, asshole. <laughs> and it and I love – I think we talked about it in the Batman v Superman review when we did it. But it, I love seeing all these little pieces making the previous films a little bit more – like adding like little more like puzzle well, pieces to the story. Of, the setup of of the movie is that basically this movie is an email that she's sending to Batman. Yeah, 
She stood still for two hours and 20 minutes looking at her picture <laughs> yeah. and then typed an email and then jumped off the roof. It was a neat little way to tie it in, and I was I was glad it started in present time because I was hoping they were going to do that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I, like, I'm hoping that when we see Justice League, then, then I maybe fills in Wonder Woman fills in more gaps and, like, you know, more and more stuff. I said that uh, to so you you're also. You're going to have a lot of origin stories peeking through Justice League at this point. But like, I, they're going to do Wonder Woman. They're going to peek into Flash. They're going to peek into Aquaman. But I think, I think, I, I'm so convinced, and I and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, but I'm so convinced that in Justice League... That in the trailer, I know we don't like Brandy doesn't watch trailers, but in the trailer, you know, it's like they're talking about the individual characters, and then you see Cyborg save a policeman. Yeah. And people have pointed out in that trailer that the cop car that he like deflects is a Metropolis cop car. And I'm hoping that we see even, like, we saw Superman fight Zod. Then we saw Bruce trying to save people while Superman was fighting Zod. Then I hope we start to see like, Cyborg saving a cop while Batman's doing that while Superman is fighting Zod. Yeah, like like when you kind of like more outer link things, or possibly maybe that was the fight um, with uh, Doomsday. That's because it's likely. also at night. But again, I if they kept growing that, like was more shit was that, wait, we're gonna was flash there... back in every one of these movies to like what happened in the previous mo- movie and what people were doing during that. No, to validate <clears throat> to validate Batman v Superman or um, like all no, this shit was happening at the same time. Like I think I, that. I think that would be cool. I don't think they're gonna do it, but I that would be a weird. Cool I think term. it's entirely possible that they're gonna do it, and I, I think it's especially more likely that it's going to be the doomsday battle maybe or it could just be his own thing but it's they point out it's a metropolis cop car and cyborg's not really a metropolis hero here's another uh, thing i want to ask they didn't say the the words wonder woman once in the movie Shh, that woman's a wonder they never even said like Wait, nee, 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 nee. so does that bother anybody <laughs> no no i didn't even notice it Sorry. well they call they <laughs> ca- the public calls him superman yeah the only person who calls himself the batman is the batman yeah yeah, th- this is like, like a real origin. Him. Like it, it's not like the the period at the end of the sentence of this movie was, and that's Wonder Woman scene. You know, like right. it's it's this that might come in the next Wonder Woman installment, or you know, a flashback that we see in Justice League. But I was completely fine with the fact that the punchline was, look. That woman's a wonder. Like, I hate that crap. That crap is always so forced. Like, how are we going to get this into our script? I hate that crap. Richie, she can fly, right? We don't know still. I She hovers a shit ton in that movie. Like, and I feel like it's... That might just be 300 editing, though. Like, that might just be like that stop time. No, she's like, crap. she's definitely floating at certain especially points. Especially at the end, too. Especially at the end with the lightning. But then, and then she kind of lands softly. But I think it's more the way Superman started. You know how Superman, when he first started to fly, he was just jumping really far? I think it's kind of that. But I think I mentioned to you that in Batman vs. Superman, Batman crashes. Yeah, I, Doomsday's I about that. to destroy him. Yeah. And right before he says, oh shit. He says, oh shit. And then Doomsday goes to do his beams. And right in the corner of the frame is a little crack of lightning. Yeah. And then she lands yeah. in that same like bright light. And I'm like, that's fucking her coming out of the clouds. Yeah, I, yeah, I, the I did hell that. she need an invisible plane for? Superman doesn't fly, right? He leaps tall buildings. Well, now he flies. <laughs> now he leaps tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> yeah, um, so, another thing I wanted to point out was that um, no cameos, really. Like, no Linda Carter in this. I'm glad, actually, a little I'm bit. I'm totally Because okay that would have taken me out. I get her in it, but there was a scheduling complex. She's going to be in the, uh, in the second. Are you serious? 
Yeah, that's what I read on the internet. The greatest missed opportunity of all time. I think this might be an Andy Escalise joke, and I, and forgive me if I'm stealing your joke here. Is that and, and band geeks salute Adam West, who just passed away. Yeah, um, uh, we love Adam West, but the biggest missed opportunity is in Dark Knight Rises when he's flying around with that uh-huh. the big fucking nuclear bomb. Like all you had to do was pass by like. Uh, Adam West and Burt Ward dresses like homeless people in the park and he turns to uh, uh, Burt Ward and says some days you just can't get rid of a bomb yep. like that's all you needed to do in that movie is that your joke Andy? yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I just rewatched that movie that, but the best part of that movie the is, 66 is, is, is the uh, the foam shark oh yeah <laughs> and you see the string that it's like it got it's guided down Another time. No, I, but I have to thank Andy and Brandy because it's on the ladder when he's punching it, like on the ladder, it's Did like totally folded in half. Did you get that from me? I don't know. Either way, I have to thank Andy and Brandy though because they made me listen to the 1966 Batman movie commentary track, oh. which oh, yeah. is fantastic. Oh, no. It uh, it's Adam West and Burt Ward, and Adam West is just on his like improv silly game he's like not commentating not not doing commentary like on the movie more as he's like narrating like his own like version of it that's on the dvd yeah i gotta see that oh it's yeah, so can we, funny can we watch that soon yeah. so damn funny i just remember he the one thing where he's like keep it cool brucey keep it cool <laughs> like when he's flirting with miss kitka <laughs> Oh, so amazing. On that note, we're going to wrap this up because it's getting late here. Uh, thank you so much to our Skype guests today, Andy and Brandy, for joining us all the way from 20 miles away. Yay! Thank you, guys. 25 like miles. 17 miles. You're 17 miles away. Uh, but it'll take you three hours to get there. This is true. <laughs> That's right. Round uh, trip. Jared Pressman, thank hey. you. Yay! Hey. Anne Marie <laughs> Castellano. I'm Richie Castellano. We're going to try to get some more content for you uh, as soon as we're not doing crazy amounts of gigs. Oh. So uh, we'll work on it. And why don't we leave you with something super awesome Richie did right before we saw the movie? Thank you, Segway Sam. Okay, uh, this is uh, something I posted on Facebook right before I went to go see the movie. So enjoy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, <laughs> guys.